Hello, everyone. Welcome to Full Spectrum Radio Productions. This is the Full Spectrum Cycling Podcast. Show number 149 we're doing tonight here at the uh, Coming Along Podcast MKE.org studio. Slow but sure, things get done every week. It's nice. It was... Slow and steady wins the race. Which, it was super cold in here this week, so that (laughs) did tend to slow the progress down. Once we get the electricity and we got the baseboard heaters, we're going to be super toasty. Oh. Uh, joining, no, no, needing for, no need for the layering. <clears throat> no, right? I've got my Kitzbo shirt on. It's super nice and toasty. Yeah, I'm kind of baking potatoes in my, in my get up here. <laughs> uh, it's, it's JK over there to my right. Hello today. there. Uh, we got no Tony this week. Yeah. Ain't no Tony over there right now. That guy is no Tony, no Tony in that seat right there. That seat's empty. That's what's happening in that seat. He may be coming through the fiber, yeah. fiber optics. Yeah, let's see. Others. Let's see. Let's see what happens Perhaps. with that. Perhaps. Let's watch. Let's He's listen. been texting about the Jeopardy. Yes. Trauma today. Uh, well, no more clutching of the pearls. <laughs> Which I read a story because it's like, why does she wear pearls? It's uh, it was a gift from her girlfriend. Da, 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 da. Cute, sweet. But and? okay, now she can be the next permanent host or semi-permanent host. The one with the pearls? Yeah. Yeah. The winner gets to be a host? No. Oh, well, but could but be, they, don't, that, they haven't named a permanent host that yet. That could be interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah, just, well, I'm just hey, throwing you a did lot really, of conspiracy theories Right, you did really on. well for a month, so. Well, yeah, she ended up at, I don't know, like a million and a half. Huh. She could buy her way into the host job. Oh, I see what she did there. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah 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 little little uh little nippy outside this week i know i i i always ride my bike to work always this was the first time in at least i was doing the math at least in a decade that i took the bus to, go oh, wow. to work well there you go that's quite and commendable yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah i just I, I felt i felt uh, uh, but it was it was active snow and colder than hell and i no that sense of being a hero <laughs> yeah well, plus we haven't set your fat bike up with studs yet yeah yeah but i mean i'll, I'll grudge ride and now oh, you do it and then i end up walking the bike but so i you know end up walking part of it but yeah all the same i gave it a you know noble effort one way or the other but this one i was like screw this <laughs> there's a <laughs> fucking bus stop to a block and a half total of outdoor time that i can do that yeah for sure yeah. but i walked home from it so yeah that's a nice afternoon reward jaunt yeah oh yeah yeah and had a wonderful burger today at harry's which oh right on oakland <laughs> i haven't been in there forever well it was to go i just I had a truffle burger so it just sounded really good and it was on the way consequently it was really good yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, there's a there's a lot of a there's a lot of fat bike events coming up. I had been trying to keep a little running list on the fat on the uh, show notes, but it kind of it's getting a little overwhelming. So there's actually events all the way into April now, <laughs> and they got that dang old uh, fatbike.com calendar over there. So that's probably your best bet for checking it out on. The fatbike.com website. I kept seeing the uh, the frosty hog on approach, which is local, for, right? Yeah, for us here, 
And yeah, that's, it's that's, always a good time for heckling. Right. What I like about that one is it's a really short course. Usually it's maybe a mile or a little more. So the spectators, you know, you, you do a bunch of laps and it's kind of like, yeah, there they go. Well, there they go yep, again. Yep, and there yep. they go. Oh, wait, you can see them at the top of the bend over there. Right. It's like when I go up to the fat bike Berkey or some longer race like that, and it's, I'm doing, you know, photographs for something. I can see like the start jam over there, get one jam over there, get one and maybe get back for the finish. But mm-hmm. it's really hard to, you know, get all over a course. Yeah. And I, I learned well, that okay. also this year on the, uh, on the Nika race courses, you really have to know all the shortcuts through the woods and stuff yeah. to get to spots where you can see your riders coming through like at, you know, three or four spots or something. But well, wasn't it at shell track that there was, <laughs> it was like equal numbers of, spectators and or photographer type things out on the course. Yeah, which that became could, like moving obstacles for yeah. some of the riders. Yeah, so yeah. Like, no, somebody def- like cut, like chucked one into a gully there. Yeah, you definitely. <laughs> I, as, like, shit. as a photographer of, of action sports oriented events, it's pretty much incumbent upon you to be smart the, about and get yeah. the fuck out of the way. <laughs> and because, that was, yeah. Because I remember that course being one where, you know, you, know, you, can't, you, you had to hunt out to watch different right. parts of yeah the, for sure which you know normal i mean i did have uh, not a scare but uh, a dummy moment this at one of the nika races this past year i was going down the trail and i didn't realize i thought they'd be coming at me because then i can see i'm coming through the trees and stuff get out of the way get a good spot but they were actually coming from behind me and i just heard one as it came around the corner one of the riders and i'm like Zoop, get out <laughs> now they didn't even have to say anything, no no that would have but yeah that would have made me go like insane. oh what a dumbass those guys are coming from behind me yeah i did i guess i didn't figure that trail out very well <laughs> yeah those are so uh, that whole nika thing has gotten so big that this year they're going to I think restrict the teams to four out of the six races. You're going to have to pick the ones you want to go to as a team because huh. all these event sites can't handle the, you know, over a thousand racers that yeah. are coming to these events. There's just not enough infrastructure for all those people. It, it's amazing how much it's grown for being um, a fad event. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I just, I, a guy came in this week that had some, needed some truing on his fat bike wheels and turns out his son is uh, a junior high, uh, yeah, junior high on the same team as my son. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, nice. I recognized your hat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if I may be so bold. Yeah. And um. yeah, yeah. And then he took me in his garage and showed me all of his stuff. And I'm like, oh, look at all this if stuff. If he may be so bold. <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, I just, I yeah, said, I'm, I'm going to be going right past your house anyway. I'll just drop the wheels off instead of making you come down. But uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Seeing he has this collection of like stuff going back to like 95 and I don't think he ever threw anything away nice. or sold anything <laughs> and it's all nice stuff. So, but it's all 26 inch. You're like, Oh, what am I going to do with the 26 inch? Well, I'm like, that's not even cool anymore. But oh boy. Fun- well, as a, especially as a city bike. Yes. Yes. Hey, the, welcome the to the program caller. Who do we have on the line? Hey, it's Sealy Dave. Sealy Dave. That's such a surprise you're calling in today. <laughs> <laughs> I, we uh we we lost tony this week so I, I i thought we could catch back up with dave it's been I don't know, it's been four weeks or something since we talked to you i think the last show of my kids we were sitting in the dining room because we had gotten santa brought us covid so we were sitting in the dining room doing the show with the family <laughs> but, but we're yeah. all past that now except some people aren't past it yet 
How's that affect, how's that affecting Sealy? Is that running rampant up there? Is everybody pretty much because you're so far no, away from everyone? No, it's, it's no big it's deal. Not. Yeah, our our county actually isn't isn't that bad, and um, the latest variant never really got real bad up here. I mean, it it did definitely tax the healthcare up up here, but it it wasn't like I guess they were they, for a while they were briefly there were some days where they were turning away people from the emergency room because it was full of COVID people. Um, so like they were di- diverting ambulances or whatever from the Hayward hospital, but it only lasted a couple of three days. I think that okay. it was like that. Well, that's it, good news. It, so yeah, it wasn't good, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, everything was kind of almost back to normal for a while. And then the Omicron thing happened and, we kind of quit doing stuff again, you know, um, going out to the sawmill and stuff like that. Um, but I'm feeling like it's kind of around the corner that we'll be back. Did you, uh, that again. did you have to stay in cause you fell off the ladder for a while too? So it was kind of, <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't, that didn't help. So <laughs> I'm doing pretty good now. It's been, I think five weeks as of this Friday and, you know, bones generally, they say six to eight weeks for them to fully, knit back together so well, that would be i'm feeling pretty good it's I, I was doing short easy bike rides i haven't been i'm not that great of a skier or ice skater so i i'm gonna fall if i do that up here so i'm i haven't done that yet but i've been going for some shorter easier smooth fat bike rides you know 10 or 12 miles or something like that and uh and i've been so i mentioned to you i've been uh my new my new um, volunteer thing that I've been doing for the neighbor is I, I um, a different neighborhood got a new Scandic super wide track utility snowmobile to groom their trails, so they were getting rid of their very old 1996 Scandic wide track and uh, and they knew I was our neighborhood was looking for one because ours broke our even older one broke last year um so uh so I I scooped that up for like 1500 bucks and fixed the handful of things on it that they were said were wrong with it and I fixed those most of those things and it's so I've been out uh, and borrowed a couple of old groomers that nobody's using at the Sealy Ski Club so I've been our neighborhood Penman trails are now groomed again as of this week. Nice. You know, yeah. Most days. Are those, uh, yeah. are those drags like how wide are they? Like six feet for the, the big one. So I, I, it, you'll, I sent you some pictures of the two drags that I've got. There's a company called Tid tech T I D D tech. Um, that is originally from Wisconsin moved out of state and now is back in Spooner. They make, um, pretty good drags. I've got an older one of those. It's called a, they have two models, a G2 and then a tenderizer. The tenderizer was the first one. I've got an older four foot wide tenderizer. It does not have like a classic track setter on it, but um, it's a pretty good drag and it's not so heavy that it, if I get stuck, I can't unhitch it and, you know, move it a little bit off back onto the trail and, and rehook it back up. And then, uh, and then I've got a, uh, uh, our trails are pretty narrow. So I started with the four foot one. I was a little hesitant my first time grooming to start with a wider drag. And then, um, Kurt Proctor, who's sort of the head groomer at the Berkey a long time ago, he built a very simple pan drag. It's kind of like a metal pan 
um, with a small comb, a, a fine comb at the end to sort of give the corduroy um, on it. And so I took that out today, that six foot drag. It, it just barely fits between some of the stuff. And in fact, I we have a, a stone bridge that I was trying to go across and it got stuck on that. So I had to <laughs> stop the snowmobile, unhook it, move the snowmobile. And then that thing isn't real heavy either. So I, I'm able to sort of muscle it around and get it back off the bridge and hook it back up and keep going. But yeah, it's pretty, it's and the neighborhood is already super stoked. I, I mean, people, there are already people out. It's only been a couple days that I've, I've had the, the groomers in the snowmobile and already people are out. Our neighbors are out skiing and fat biking and stuff like that. So so they're really appreciative. When we moved in last year, our trails were being groomed, but uh, with an extra snowmobile from the Sealy Ski Club. But uh, that broke, as did one of their groomers. Our trails are pretty rough and tumble. They're really steep and narrow and stuff. So they're kind of rough on equipment. So they weren't being groomed this year. And so I sort of made it a mission to try to turn that around. And, and it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, cool. And it hasn't been a big investment, you know, 1500 bucks for a old snowmobile it's loud and smelly it's not like <laughs> uh, you know it's a two-stroke it's but it, it it's uh the thing with grooming is like for those that don't know is um most snowmobiles are are designed to uh you know run at real high rpms and they have only have they don't have a a low uh a low gear um the Scandics are designed as utility snowmobiles and they have a, a low end gearbox. So they have a, a you know, a, a low and a high and then a re- reverse as well. So, um, and then you also need a fan cooled one because the uh, water cooled ones you're running at such slow speeds that those tend to overheat and the fan cooled ones don't. So it's kind of a niche little snowmobile market that to try to find these things are kind of hard to find. Like, yeah, like everything yeah, else sure. is, during this pandemic, it, it got worse. Um, so, you know, what would be cool for a, uh, for a, tra- I found one. you know, I think something that would be cool for a trade trail grooming, uh, power plant would be something with an electric motor now that if they can, oh, you know, get yeah. the capacity, so there's such our, torque down our, there and cool stuff going on. Uh, we have another couple of neighbors that are part-timers here, but they're here a lot because, um, the woman is like, you know, a, a nurse. Um, so, you know, she gets, she works, you know, multiple 16 hour days and then gets five days off or something. And her husband can work from home and their kid is uh, not going to school yet. So he's very young. So they come here all the time. They're here a lot. And um, they put an order in for a Taiga electric snowmobile. It's a Canadian, new Canadian company. Um, and they're, they're not in production yet. They're supposed to be in production in uh, uh, the end of, by winter 22 you know, we'll see. Um, but that's what they're, that's what, so they put a deposit down on one of those. And yeah, that, cause yeah, you're right. Electric motors, you got torque from the get go, you know, um, and for grooming our trails range isn't even an issue. Although I guess the Taiga has got a pretty good range, but range isn't even an issue, you know, cause you're, you know, we're doing five loops of five miles of trails, you know, it's not like I'm going that far. So so they put that in and I did, so I was hesitant to, I didn't want to go out and spend a lot of money on it, something if we're going to get that next year. Um, but this was cheap and it'll get us through until this year. And if that doesn't show up next year and we have to wait one more year, you know, this one will, will last us. Yeah. Right on. Um, and the other, 
Yeah, the other nice thing um, about grooming this year, uh, our neighborhood trails, is there's a new connector trail that Canva has. That was one of the main reasons I wanted to call in. Um, so uh, one of the owners of Rome Adventure Base Camp has been grooming, started last year sort of brushing out this trail. It's an old trail that kind of used to exist and kind of used to connect everything. And, um, and he just sort of made sure that it linked everything up. So there's this new trail they call Gordy's View that Canva has on their Sealy uh, map. Any of the viewers can look at that. If, if you link to my news post, that blog post on my Life Above 8 website, I rode uh, and did a video riding the trail with Cowboy, and uh, and then I wrote up a little history about Gordy Penman and, and talked a little bit more about the trail, and I include the trail map and stuff. So if you link that in your show notes, oh, yeah. uh, listeners. Yeah, I, I read it before the show. It. It's, it's definitely... I like to hear the history up there, and, and you've got a lot of uh, points on there that are yeah. Uh, the history is really pretty. interesting. The trail itself, though, is is a great new addition to uh, to the Sealy Canva Winter Trail Network, also to the ski trails um, for skiers. So um, the the trail, the, the new trail connects the Sealy Pass Trail, which is groomed with um, our neighborhood Penman Trails, which are now groomed with the Sealy Ski Club Trails. And the Canva Sealy Hills uh, winter groomed trails. So you can now, um, and it connects to the Berkey Trail because it goes to Rome and Rome has a connector to the Berkey Trail. So now you can ride your bike out of any of these neighborhoods here, Nordic Ridge, the Sealy Highlands, uh, the, our, our trails here, or, and, or you can start anywhere on the system and connect all these trails now. Um, very easily. It also gives you the opportunity. Um, one of my favorite loops riding around Sealy is the Big Fat Loop, but it's kind of a, a bear. It's it's a lot of riding. So this offers you kind of like a, a slightly shortened version of the Big Fat Loop and it allows you, or it, actually you could even make an even bigger fat loop <laughs> if you wanted to do it that way and extend the Big Fat Loop with this. So it's a really nice, really nice connector. And, and, uh, I highly encourage people, and it's wide. Um, it's groomed six feet wide. So it's also nice for um, sort of riders that are a little nervous about fat biking on single track. Yeah, because not all the trails up there are six feet wide, right? A lot of the groomed trails are, are two no, feet or mo- so. <clears throat> yeah. Most of the Canva trails, most of the Canva trails are groomed two feet wide, you know, and are single track, basically, you know, so they're, they're narrow and, um, you know, and you can the, the tread is compacted and then if you fall off that tread you know you sink down in the softball snow <laughs> been there and done that yeah it's you know? not, it can be like four feet deep you get and you, it's nice to have somebody <laughs> right. to pull you out of yeah. there otherwise you're you're flopping around right. like a fish yeah, <laughs> yeah. so right. yeah i, I did well, i did take really a look at that video it's uh it, i like it it's it's cool it's uh it shows the it shows the trail you, it looks like the conditions in the video are really good because you're moving along at a pretty good clip yeah yeah, for sure. Um, we actually have very good conditions up here right now. The, um, it's supposed to warm up in the next couple of days. It's been cold, but um, but it's supposed to be in like the 20s and then the teens um, after that and maybe get a little bit more snow. So we have very good conditions. Everything's really well groomed. Um, the surfaces are all, you know, the tread on all the single track winter fat bike trails is groomed pretty, pretty, is pretty firm. So you don't have to do that, you know, 
two PSI sort of thing. You can run four or five PSI and, and feel like you're at, can actually coast your bike. Um, you don't have to pedal downhill. Um, so it's, yeah, so it's, the conditions are great on the Canada trails. The ski trails are pretty good right now too. So, um, I, I, anybody that's up for coming up, um, I cer- certainly encourage it. Uh, of course that sort of brings up, uh, next weekend, um, we have, uh, over in, uh, close to Hudson in New Richmond, we have, uh, uh, the fat bike world championships have moved to Wisconsin. We had the U S fat bike open, the first U S fat bike open that uh, broken spoke put on last weekend, part of the snow crown series. Yep, yep. And next weekend is the, the fat bike world championships, which have moved here from Colorado. So, so I'm heading over to that to photograph that. So, um, so is, is that a permanent uh, move or is that just not, like a, is it just like a one-time thing that they're doing it there? Or is this like the it's new not home? It's a one-time thing. It's for sure. It's for sure two or three years. You know, I, I think their, their idea was to move it around a little bit, but it's been in Colorado for a long time. So maybe it'll sit here, you know, part of any of these things like cyclocross races, the big cyclocross races, the world cups and us nationals and stuff were always like that. Where like, you know, uh, like when Verona had the, the U.S. National Championship, Cyclocross Championships, um, they had, a, you know, for multiple years because the effort of organizing a big, you know, World Cup race like that and securing a venue and, you know, TV coverage and all that stuff, it's just not worth it for many event organizers to do it for just one year. So they often give them a, you know, a two or three year contract. That is kind of, I think, the same deal with this. It's a little, it's not quite as, you know, as high level as a World Cup race, but it's, it's still, um, I think the deal is they, they get it for at least a two or three years and, and we'll just see what happens after that. Yeah, that's really cool because with both the uh, the U.S. Open and then the, the Fat Bike Worlds in Wisconsin, it pretty much stamps a big, you know, seal of approval on, on Wisconsin pretty much being the fat bike capital of the world, at least this year. Yeah, it's, it sure feels that way. Um, you know, it's that whole Midwest thing too, where like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know fat biking is big out West, but I don't think it's as big because they, you know, I mean, the, the I think a lot of people's tipping point for fat bike is like, well, it, it you know, skiing down south is almost you know uh, a seasonally inappropriate activity right because <laughs> there's there's you have to get man-made snow out at lapham it's you can't consistently count on like skiing at brown deer or oh yeah not or, anymore you know, i mean in the old year. days you certainly could whitnell park was right. awesome in the old to. days right yeah right whitnell and brown deer you just knew you could always go there now snow is not consistent um, so that, you know, that's the whole thing that fat biking does, I think, is that in the Midwest, uh, where you don't have consistent snow, that it offers you that, that good winter, you know, aerobic fun activity like skiing. However, you know, out in Colorado, they always have snow in the mountain. So, so I think people, there are a lot of mountain bikers out there that just hang up their mountain bikes and go switch to skiing or snowboarding come winter time. Sure, yeah, they, I, I they get skip that. skip the whole fat bike thing. I could, I could you see know, that for part like of the here year. in the Midwest. Yeah, but here in the Midwest, I think not only do we have, you know, questionable snow in a lot of our state to make skiing not a guaranteed activity for everybody that wants to do it, 
uh, we also have the beach riding on, you know, the Great Lakes and stuff like that. So, you know, you know that I, I think those two things have sort of made Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, you know, um, real, you know, hardcore fat bike areas. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens this summer with the lake level. It's been going down, so we may we may finally have some beach back. And uh, before that, it's it's been cold enough where there's a pretty nice little ice shelf out there. And that's where we like to play Is around. There? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, went, I went up to Door County last weekend to um, Newport State Park and putzed around out there pretty pretty long, but I didn't have studs on, and it, there was a lot of glare ice on the flat parts. But once you got on the kind of mountainous terrain, it had enough, like, thrown-up sand from the lake on it that it had some really decent traction. But that that's what – Right. And I switched to studs when I got back the the next day because uh it, it even if you don't need them it's nice to have them so right yeah so anyway um yeah the uh people should come up and check out this gory's view uh read my blog post it's it's named after gary aka gordy penman who uh built the uh, a lot of the trails that uh, he built all our neighborhood trails he built the sawmill saloon he he's really was a huge mover and shaker very important in the skiing silent sports arena up here. I give a little history of, of his wacky, um, short, uh, life, but he accomplished more in that short life than most of us do in twice as amount of time. So, um, I got a history about, about Gordy and, and, uh, the news posts as well as that video. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good read. And the, and the video is, um, I, before I let you go, number one, I think it's top of the whole time. Just because JK has been waiting over there patiently for, for the top of the hill to show up. I, I just got here. He's been up there for like 12 minutes already. Um, so I don't know. I, we, we here at the uh, Full Spectrum Cycling Studio have um, three Floyds. Bro, bro, is it brew? It must be brew do. B-R-O-O-D-O-O. Brew do. It's a harvest ale. It's very, very good. I think it's, I think it's, I don't know how, when harvest time was, if it, it must be kind of getting towards the end of its useful life as far as these type of beers go, but uh, it's, it's like a, is it like an Oktoberfest? No, like it's, Oktoberfest it's more of a hoppy thing. They use uh, a portion of huh. unkilned or wet hops fresh off the vine, apricot in color. Apricot! It has a dominant orange pine sap and floral notes balanced by a glazed nut and toffee malt body. I don't know what all those words mean. What I can tell you is it's really good. And so a lot of other people must think it's really good too because it's got a 94 at Beer Advocate. It which does is have that kind of outstanding. Piney. piney. Like, yeah, but not over the edge like no. that spruce stuff from down the street at Black Husky. Right. Holy cow, that thing will just, you're like drinking a Christmas tree with that stuff. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, there are notes I lo- on I this do one. Like, I do like spruce. I, I am drinking kind of like one of my two go to beers up here um i'm drinking a castle danger ode which is uh you know their their ipa it's got a little citra sort of you know fruity flavor to it but um not not real heavy not like a hazy or anything like that so um castle danger yeah that that or river pig um from angry minnow are kind of like my two go-to beers up here where's it where's castle danger from uh duluth there's a bunch of boy. There's a bunch of good breweries up in craft brewers up in in Duluth and Superior. Yeah, and then Angry Minnows, like what, 
15 miles from you or something? Anger Minnows in Hayward. Yeah, right down the road. Anger Minnows is just down in Hayward. And River Pig is, uh, that's the log ride on the Canva Trail. You know, over by the over by the um, the gravity cavity, there's that one real long log ride. That's called River Pig. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's what that beer is named after. Nice. Well, that's cool. So yeah, I well, I will uh, I will take off, but I will check in with you guys after uh, after the uh, Fat Bike World Championships. You guys, are you guys going to that at all? Or? I not, I don't think so. We're there's a lot of stuff going on down here right now with family and whatnot, so I don't think I'm going to escape this time. But and what uh, about what about Fat Bike Ber- What about Fat Bike Berkey? That's more likely because uh, I, we're just trying to get through a bunch so, of. Well, if you want to con. We had our, our, our rental cancel and I blocked it because somebody asked me, one of my, Oh, well that makes that a lot, Dave, that makes that a lot easier choice. If if you've got room in there, I got a sleeping bag. I don't care. That'd be fine. Um, but yeah, let me me know because I've got it blocked off right now, but I'm going to, if I don't hear back from whoever asked, I'm, I'm going to open it back up and I'm sure it'll rent real quick. So yeah, no, I'll, come up I think I'll, I'll come up. I mean, right now I'm saying for, I'll just uh, verify it tomorrow, but even if I have to, I've got a really, okay. I've got a really nice, um, uh, big Agnes tent and my, I got my whole sleeping system. If I have to sleep outside, it's not a big deal either. So. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I got, you know, it's a two bedroom rental. It's, you know, yeah, no, I've, you know, I've stayed in it before. It's one of my favorite. I didn't right, want to, I yeah. didn't, I, I didn't want to tell my wife, I'm not coming back home from here ever. I'm going to squat <laughs> in this place because it's so nice. As long as the heat's working, we're right, good yeah, to go. Well, yeah. Well, let me know. And you know, it sleeps like, you know, four to six comfortably. So if you got friends that want to come up with you. Yeah. Um, I think we could drag some folks up there. Sealy will never be the same, but we can do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Dave. Hey, thanks very much Adios, for calling guys. in. You're always a great guest, and uh, we'll you talk bet. to you soon. Good to, good to chat with you guys again. Later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Talk to you soon. Yep. Sealy Dave, everybody. He's got that website, lifeabove8eight.com, and really is an advocate, obviously, <laughs> for the area up there in northern Wisconsin, basically between Hayward and Cable, but it's a really big area up there with not very many people. And there's so many trails and so much to do that if you want to get away from places that have peoples, that's your place to go. What t- Five and t- a half mi- or miles, five and a half hours of no, from oh, I'm just oh yeah 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 oh yeah oh, oh math oh driving from here to up there yeah yeah but it takes me usually six because I'll stop in somewhere like Park <laughs> Falls or somewhere on the way up there and have lunch and that wastes a half hour or forty minutes but I like to, I like that as I put in Sealy it you know does its little zoomy in thing and it just drops the pin right next door to the sawmill saloon which and <laughs> you know I mean Dave Dave does I believe I did stop in that place it is an awesome place so dave has his airbnb which by the way is just super awesome Mm -hmm. but if you right across the little river from the sawmill saloon is a really cool place to stay called the lenroot lodge it's like a a, inside the the room it's got a loft with the bedroom and stuff and it's fire it's just fireplace and stuff it's just beautiful and uh that would be a good place to take a you know, some special person at some point in your life that also likes to ride a fat bike and or a mountain bike because you're not going to be in that room that much when you're up there. There's so much to do. Hey, here's one for Tony. 
Brompton, you know, the folding bikes with the little 20 inch wheels on Tony. Oh. Tony loves so very much, you know, those, yeah, yeah. they've got a titanium version. Is that the one, the one with the uh, seat post that is like, well, they're pretty long. They're going to be pretty long. Yeah, yeah. They're long. Yeah. yeah long yeah. seat post on there. So they've, they've made one or they, I, I don't know if they did one run already or if they're uh, kind of filling up their queue, but they make made one that's seven. 0.45 kilograms, which, what is that, like, oh. it's under 20 pounds. It's 2.2 times 7, 14, plus the other part of it. I'm going to go with, like, 17 pounds or some stupid number like that. But anyway, it's really cool. It's $5,000, so you better really like a Brompton. But, Tony, I know that's what you like, so oh, there you Lord. go. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Isn't yeah. it? It's kind of kind of cool. They made a whole bunch of custom titanium parts for it. Well, yeah, you get a kick-ass bag. With purchase. Nice. So much buy the bike for the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I only paid a hundred bucks for the bike. How much did you pay for the bag? Well, like forty nine hundred, but that's no, you know, I, that's be, a, but I really wanted like, that bag yeah, a lot. I'll, yeah, exactly. And that's what I would I'd lead with the bag and be like, Ooh, <laughs> you know, what well, what about the bag? Come yeah. get me, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, heckin' uh thanks for listening. Thanks oh, man, you're going to drive me nuts. I'm looking at this. Thanks thing. for Sealy Dave uh, <laughs> calling in and helping us out with some really good stuff about uh, Sealy up that way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week. I think Tony will be back next week, too. We should be good to go with that. And by the way, it'll also be show number 150. 150. 150. Is that like a sesquicentennial or something? What's Ses- sesquicentennial? Sesquicentennial is something like that. Sesquicentennial. I don't, God, know if, why? Yeah. I don't know if that's 150 or whatever. But anyway, it's some sort of milestone of some whatever nestivity. Much but, like 17 or 1976. No. That was the bicentennial. That was the bicentennial. Yeah. God. All right. Whatever. Uh, Sasquatch centennial. Thank you. All right. Next week, folks.